there it is. So um, the, what we're going to do is, if you need to ask a question, then what if you look in the center of your bar at the bottom bar of your Zoom page, you'll see a um, an icon there, and it says something like participants or manage. One of something like that. I think it's participants. You, what you want to do is you want to click on that and unmute that when it's time for you to ask a question and then you, uh, mute it back when your question is answered, please. And I'll see those hand raises. Um, we have a good group today. Um, we have what looks like we got about 18, so we're missing a few, but we're, but we're, we're going to plow on. Let me get my camera fixed so that I, you know, vanity, vanity. <clears throat> now, um, go ahead and unmute yourselves and let's say hello. Now, hello. I, and actually, I can unmute. Well, go ahead and I'll, 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 I'll unmute you all. So there's a, a background noise, but let me just say... I'll go down the, the track as I see them. Actually, I can see that ain't going to work because there's there's a lot of background somewhere. Whenever you come on, please remember that you are on microphone and anything you do, anything you're going to do is going to be exaggerated because we're all going to hear it by microphone and they're very sensitive. So noise and movements at your desk are going to be noticed right away. Um, <clears throat> so welcome to Satsang. Let's see, I'll, I'll go around and just, and just say hello to everybody and you can nod if you wish. Hello, Mike. Good to see you. The, uh, and uh, Robin, how are you? And Tom, good to see you as ever. And there's Harvey Jackson. Glad to see you, Harvey. And this Ramesh, good to see you again, sir. A bright light. David, always good to see you. Rick, I think we got it. Is Rick? Are you a new face for us today? Is this your? Yes, I thought so. Well, welcome. That's great. Glad to have you. Um, and Philip Darby, and good to see you, sir. And Joyce Anderson, hi, dear. How are you? Uh, and Cindy Zucker, I sent you two emails, Cindy, because I didn't, I had two email addresses for you and I didn't know which one was best. If you'd let me know which one's best, that would be great. Uh, Lana, hello, how's my bright light in Canada? The uh, great. And um, Joel, hello. And someone is sitting in, it says Elaine, but I don't think that's Elaine unless she's grown a beard since the last time that she was here. So, uh, hi, this, this is, hi, this is David Grease. Elaine is getting some tea at the moment. Okay, She'll perfect. Be here in a minute. Perfect. Thank you, David. Very yes. well done there, by the way. Um, Kathy, hello. And Toby, hello. Good to see, good to see you, if, even if I can't see you. Good to be with you. And um, 802-353-5452. Someone's with us who's on just via telephone. Can you share with me, please? Uh, or can you talk, talk to me so that I can hear you unmute who's ever on the telephone? 
if you, uh, well, you probably can't unmute yourself. So let me see if I can. Let's see. I'd like to find out a little bit more about how all this works. I've only done it about 20 times, but I never take the time to explore the technology. And I'm going to just unmute and see what happens. Can the person on the telephone say hello? Hey, Fred. Hey, hey Fred. This is Lynn. Fred. Hi, Fred. This is Lynn. Hey, Lynn. How are you? I'm very well. I'm sorry I'm bringing in some static. <laughs> That's all right. I'm glad to find out that I, that, you, that we can talk back and forth. I don't think I've ever addressed anyone on the phone. Before. I'm muted. Uh, I thought I was unmuted. So I'm going to mute it again in just a moment. Okay, Lynn, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay, now now we, you're muted back and we've got a little silence. We're not going to worry about a little static. So welcome to Satsang. Man, it looks like you're just crammed in on my face. Let me see if I can back up just a little bit here. I'm used, I'm there now. I don't look so much like I'm crowding you. Um, what I want to do is I'm going to try the speaker view for just a little bit because we're not going to be doing question and answer. And this will, well, now I've got nobody talking. Let's see. Huh. Okay, so I guess I'm not going to be doing speaker view. So I'll, the, uh, I'll be doing this view so that every, we can see everybody. I had thought we would, on speaker view, typically whoever's talking is the person that's on camera. And that would be nice, but, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll work with that later. I've done it before. I don't know why it didn't work this time, but it didn't, which is fine. I'll just stay on this. So if you look to your upper right, you will see where it says you have a chance for speaker view or gallery view and you want to click on gallery view and that's when you'll be able to see everybody else that's with us oh boy we've got a we got a zed good to have you with us and if if you just for those of you who are off camera, that's fine. If that's the way, if you if you need to remain anonymous, we don't have any problem with that. If anybody is is off camera by accident, then go ahead, please, and look at the little icon uh, over to the very left of your screen, and you'll see a, uh, a an icon of a little camera, and it have a red line through it. And if you want us to see you, then please click that. So. Uh, hey, Joel. The, uh, good to see you. Okay. So now that we've got all the technical stuff out of the way, welcome to Satsang. I'm very, very glad to be with you. Um, satsang, of course, means association with truth. And that's why we're here today, is to associate with truth, is to be in the truth. It's not that we can avoid being in the truth, but we want to be consciously in the truth. This is, it's very important to have community because this joined intention is powerful. And it's powerful when we're in session, and it's also powerful when we're, when we're not in session. The, I'm going to go right here. 
I just had a, I wanted to check my email and make sure I didn't have anybody locked out. So today's gonna be primarily question and answer. Um, I'm gonna try something new today. And that's that where the, where in the question allows it, I'm gonna answer you two ways. The first way I'm gonna answer it, and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm doing when I do it. Because a lot of times there's a lot of confusion on the languaging of this thing, because where is it that we're, where, where is it that, that the teacher is speaking from? And what's the speaker teaching of? In other words, are we, is the speaker talking about a relative practical view, or is it talk about finding a radical uh, absolute view? Because non-duality is neither one of those. We have to use that because that's what we have, but it's neither one of those. The true non-dual is holding both at the same time. It's a little tricky, takes a while, but uh, we can do it. It's, um, so I'll, be, I'll tell you that I'll be answering from the radical view, or the universal view, and I'll be ask, answering from a practical view. And I'm gonna to try to divide those up so that there's less confusion today and there might be a little bit more preciseness for us in my answers. And what I'd like to do right now is to just, let's do just five minutes even of group meditation, you can call it, but we can just really, it's, it's inquiry or it's investigation. You don't have to close your eyes. You can if you want to, but um, let's just notice that we know that we're alive, that there is an inherent aliveness here. It can't be missed. Without that aliveness being present, this talking can't occur. Without this aliveness being present, the hearing can't occur. In the absence of this aliveness, which I term the sense of being, because we don't know, we don't need to know a lot of, of deeper truths at this moment. All we need to know is that we are, or that there's, there's certainly a sense of being. Whether we are or not, who knows, it, it's philosophical. What we wanna do is stick with the, our, our experience, our actual experience here and now. In the absence of that sense of being, this meeting can't take place because there must be observing. If I use a little bit of just slightly sloppy language, then I can say there must be an observer, but that's, and that's scientifically true, but it's not necessarily mystically true. But there certainly must be an observing. In the absence, and I'll say observer, after having qualified it. So there, there, it's this, 
this observer, whatever it is, wherever it is, the one who's listening to this voice, you know that you are. You know that you exist. Now, it may be interesting for you to note that it's very easy for you to report to me that you are and that it is impossible to report to me what you are. If you say oneness is that's fine, it's not totally inaccurate, it's just that it's just a word. And what you are is prior to language. This is the reason that you can't you can you you can't report what you are. You can say God, you can say consciousness, you can say truth, you can say anything you want, but that's not the 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 description which is, or the symbol which is what the word is is not the thing. This very sense of being, how can I, I, you know I I can describe it in the sense that I say you know if you are if I were to put you in a sensory deprivation tank where you're getting no input, you're not seeing, hearing, feeling anything because the water temperature is the same as your skin. But if I take away all your sensory input, you still know that you're alive. It's unmissable. None of this can take place without that basic aliveness. Without that aliveness, there's no space, there's no time. Because there must be an observer or space or time to actually be. And when I say space, I should say, let me say here that when I speak of your true nature and I call and I use the word space, that's a convenient term. It's also inaccurate, but it's so convenient that most of us use it quite a bit. When I say spaciousness, it gets us away from thinking about, I mean, it is this, but it's not this. In other words, we could think of this as the air. And, but air actually has volume. So air is something. <clears throat> it has a certain density. It has a very low density at the bottom of a mountain and a very, excuse me, a very high density at the bottom of a mountain and a very low density at the top. So, when I speak of space, I'm not speaking of the air. Just notice that the air is being held. It's being held by spaciousness itself. We can measure air. If we go to the moon, we can't find any. If we go to Mars, we can't find any. We find, may find some kind of atmosphere, but we can't breathe up there. So spaciousness is actually something that's beyond comprehension. 
we can know of it, but from we can't know it as if from afar. You can't know yourself from afar. You can only know yourself right here. See, the very, the very consciousness that's here, not some extravagant, outlandish, mystical, wonderful consciousness, but this basic everyday consciousness that's right here, that's speaking, that's listening, that's looking with either eyelids open or closed, but it's still looking. It's looking, it's hearing. This body is actually a sensing mechanism for your true nature. Since in a unradical way, in a practical way, I can say that you are oneness, which is not untrue. I can say that you are oneness and that you are all that is. And this sensing mechanism is just like, like a, a, you know, my thermometer. I cut my thermometer every day to certain degrees and change it at night and this and that and the other. So that, so that, I, so that I, I feel in a certain way, but the one who feels is, is not the body. The body trans gets that information, but that information doesn't stop at the brain. The one who feels it is that aliveness. And you know that this aliveness is present in each of you because in the absence of aliveness, we got 20 cadavers. Just that simple. We just have 20 dead bodies. You are that which animates these bodies. And you come to get to, you've come today in many different uniforms to come to know yourself better. And we'll do that by talking about you. Because what we've discovered is that when you talk about awakeness, you are embodying awakeness. When you are involved in a group like this with a focused intention to be alert, That's vital. If I didn't have, for years I had no community. I finally began to kind of grow my own around here. I woke up a few people around here, and then I had a little bit of community. But primarily, my community is here. And it's important for me. When I, Betsy and I go on a, one of our four-day holidays, which we try to do every month, then, or three-day holidays as is, and I usually take four, three together, four for me. 
I miss it. I can I can literally feel the, the, the that I'm missing and I'm just missing myself. But I'm missing the embodiment of myself, the conscious embodiment of myself. I'm still conscious. I know who I am, but it's a little different. I can now see I've gone way, way, way over five minutes, which is what happens. All that I can ever do is announce my intention. And what happens here? It just happens, folks. So um, we're going to go now to question and answer. Um, if you have a question, then please uh, look at that little thing in the, that little icon in the center of your of your bottom bar and find uh, like Joel just has find the raise hand feature okay Joel I see you're unmuted please go ahead and lower your hand so I can talk to you later if you have another question okay. great how are you I'm good good great I um, a couple things yeah. come up for me when you talk about conscious embodiment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm aware that uh, as the Joel unit, as I go about daily life, yeah. uh, a lot of that feels like it's like I'm on automatic and the Joel unit is just doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And I try throughout the day, uh, sometimes I wear a rubber band actually with the goal in the morning for my morning meditation of try to remember 25 times during the day, Joel, to just remind yourself of the truth, yeah. to literally come back and remind myself to see through Joel, not as Joel, That's right. but there's only one thing going on. Yeah. I last, last time we, last meeting I was in, you talked about uh, where oneness is kind of like a background music for you. It's there all the time. That's right. And I, and I don't experience that in that way, but I try to consciously remind myself of that. That's one thing. Yes. Um, the other thing that I realize is, and I've, there's been a few things that have gone on in this past few weeks, using your, your terms of the, uh, the little me and the big me, uh -huh. um, the thing that draws, that seems to magnetize the little me is emotion. You know, if, if I get a little resentment or I get my feelings hurt or something like that, and then my mind is, is trying to remind myself of the truth, you know, to let myself know that, you know, this is all just thought going through you, Joel. It has no real meaning. That's right. It's nothing. And yet I can feel that emotion tugging the little, the little guy along, you know, not wanting to let it go. Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting process. And, and of course, being who I am is I want to find, you know, the, the little guy also wants to find the instant key, which will just turn it all off into a good feeling immediately, you know, yep. and let any discomfort go. Um, but the best I can do is just try and notice it, you know, um, it's going to play its course, I guess. Um, anyway, those are a couple things I thought I'd see if you could talk a little bit about. Thank you, Joel. The, um, so let me answer this from the radical view first, and then I'll answer it from the practical view and from the radical view, which it just, I just am doing this so that we are always remembering that anytime we're talking about the dream, we're talking about the dream that we're talking about, you know, quite literally a dream. This is a dreamlike thing we have here. It's unstable. Uh, the, these are, these things are not stable. It's so from a radical view there, whatever you're, 
dream character does is okay. <laughs> because I know you know this, but I, I speak to the to everyone, and it's a good reminder even for me, even for me, like I'm at the top of the mountain, which I'm not. Um, these characters have been around in different phases and forms for a, a long, long time. Your truest true nature, in other words, this is the bottom line true nature. I'll use oneness as your true nature and all of that, but I'm, I'm, I'm now going beyond that. And when you do not know I am, you still are. You are always there. But you don't know that you are. There's no experience happening. So we can't have knowledge of the lack of experience. Any knowledge we will have will be based on some kind of experience. So when you come, when you move from that and when, when you move from the unconscious awakeness, well, I mean, well, 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 just when you move from, from what you are, which is, I will call nonness to give it a title so that we can speak of it. When you move from nonness to the sense, to the sense of I am, there's a there, there's when it happens through one of these, and I think it can rarely. Ramamana Maharshi, I'm just speaking from a another teacher that I respect. Now I'm not speaking from my own experience. I don't think I might be, but um, what we know for sure is that you can come to know yourself through these human beings, and there's some indication that you may do it very very rarely through some other being, through, 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 at least on this planet, some other, an animal. The individual, when, when, you, <clears throat> when you go from <clears throat> nonness to oneness, and there is this form that you, because if you want the experience of being, one of these is always available. That's the way it works. So when you move from that generalized, the universal I am, and move into the story of I am this, there's a joy in that for this. It knows I am. Oh, you know, it knows that to begin with. It knows I am, but now it knows I am. When the moment it's the, that, that there's consciousness there, the, when, the, when the baby comes out of the mother's womb, it knows am. And it may, there may be some little sense of I am, but it's chiefly just am for the first couple of years. Then we move into I am and I am this. This is where, 
and this is where the lie really, well, the lie really began when, when there was an apparent birth, but the, the more obvious lie begins right here when we jump into the story of I am Fred. I am this individual. And the trick is, is that these, when we identify with, when, when one of these is born, it has a sense of individuality. That's its essence. Salt is, the essence of salt is saltiness. The, the, the essence of uh, sweet is sweetness. The essence of, or, or so I could say the essence of, of, I've got some wonderful grapes in my refrigerator and their essence is sweetness. And I could, if, the, if I had a lemon, its essence would be tartness. And the essence of one of these things, what comes when one of these is opened up is a sense of individuality. And that sense of individuality feels incredible. No, a, no sense of being on the planet. Because there's a sense of individuality in cats and dogs and horses. There's just not a lot of story attached to it. And I can't say there's not a little story because you can imprint one. But, but there's not much in the way of story with animals. But there's story that we glom onto here. And because we love this so much, because we're now open, what, what have we done when we say I am? We've opened the door to desire. Simultaneously, we open the door to fear. If I don't know that I am, no birth, no death, no being, no non-being. So it's only upon the realization of I am, Nizagadatta used to laugh and say, I didn't ask for this, right? It's been visited upon me without my permission. The, uh, and, that's, and he says, and that's when all the trouble begins. And it is where all the trouble begins, because only in an, in, a, in an awakened, at least uh, in a, an unconsciously awake state, there is suffering. And there can be suffering in an awakened state too, but it can't be actually inhabiting exactly the same ter territory at exactly the same time. It's just doing this so fast that it appears to be a constant experience of one or the other. It, but it can be happening within a, within the back, with that background music still on. Because it, no being wants to unbe, wants to stop being. It's the, the sense of being is, an, is, is, we have it and we share it with every alive, every sentient being on the planet. So this sense of being wants to perpetuate itself. And you will hear the saying that all is consciousness, and that's true. If we, if we equate consciousness in this teaching at this moment, we will equate it with manifestation. Everything is, manif everything is consciousness, meaning that manifestation and consciousness for, for this moment are synonyms. Consciousness 
wants to be. And it's the consciousness that's coming through every being that wants to be. I mean, if you, if you put your hand like this with a fly, it goes, man. And it's, it's, not making, it's not thinking anything. It just doesn't. It just wants to preserve its sense of being. When there is a, I call it the package. Now we're jumping into speaking of the dream state. Okay. Within the dream state, which is where this sense of I am is taking place, where the sense of individuality is taking place. That's not taking place in truth. It's taking place within the dream. Because in the, the, what's really true, we can't even speak of. Within the dream, which is me, when I say our dream, I don't mean to, to, to downplay it. I don't want to diminish it. I don't want to, I just want to say that the dream is, we could, we could say that that's synonymous with our experience as human beings, which is wonderful and sucks out loud, depending on how we're doing it at the time. But this sense of being, when it has these desires to experience. When as long as this sense of being has a desire to experience, it will perpetuate itself. Consciousness want, wants to, in other words, this is where within the dream, this is where we have reincarnation. In truth, there's no Fred present. There's no Fred, Fred presently incarnated. So if there's no Fred presently incarnated, then in the universal view, there's, there, there's no Fred incarnated. I can't reincarnate. Fred can't reincarnate because he's not here to begin with. That is the radical view. And it's a true view, but it's not a practical view. It's not so very useful. It's useful to have as background. But what you're speaking of, which we, we, we talk about most of in this, in this teaching, is you're speaking about day-to-day -day within the dream, and you're speaking of the experience of this being through which conscious awakeness is beginning to function, and, it's, and, and your experience as conscious awakeness coming through this unit. And sometimes you'll be reporting from conscious awakeness, and sometimes you'll be reporting from Joel. That's how it works, until it doesn't. So, This reincarnation comes from within the dream. There's a package. There's not a Fred package. There's no constant Fred here, but there are thoughts, memories, desires, right? Those are memories and, and thoughts, projections, but there are these desires. And these desires will, basically, they, per, they, they perpetuate birth, rebirth. Now, there's not been any birth at all, back to the universal, just so that we stay clear. There's not been any birth here at all. We can go into that if someone wants to ask about it, where we can just examine the fact that there's not been any birth. It's clear as, the, it's clear as day, but it's not clear as day until it is, until we are actually helped to see it. So 
what I'm saying here is if you look, let's just say that the package, that let's equate the package with DNA. And we can both, Joel, you and I can both trace, I mean, trace our, our DNA back to whatever it is 600,000 years ago in Africa or something like that. I think they've I think they've not bested Lucy yet. See, this is the funny thing, is I want you to notice something here, and I read the technical details on this 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 past week. But when birth, when 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 an egg and a sperm come together and that DNA replicates, then it's the nucleus that replicates that DNA is of the father and only and the that which surrounds it which is another name for that is of the mother the father that that center is what changes so it that comes up to life and that through this new being not exactly the same dna comes to life through this new being and the, it, it 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 is conditioned and it's and it's changed via its conditioned and if desires remain intense, it's coming back when the unit dies. That package will, will re-perpetuate, will, will re perpetuate rebirth. So, but the, that outside, what surrounds the nucleus, that's actually, that doesn't change. If we, if you trace it back, it's, it's just so strange, but it's, uh, I accept it as true because I accept the, the scientific source that I got it from. We essentially all have the same mother. So here you begin to see oneness on a whole nother level because the mother, that, that DNA doesn't, change it goes up unchanged so Lucy was my mother Lucy was your mother there's a common bond here that goes way beyond anything we can try to understand with the mind it's like trying to understand what I'm talking about with just the mind you, you, you can follow a certain logic, but you can't quite get there with the mind. So what I'm saying is that the, the, is that the joke, to come back to your question at last, is that the Joel conditioning, which is what you're reporting on, the, the quote Joel conditioning has been around for thousands of years. It's not just what's happened. Conditioning is not about what's happened in this unit's lifespan. It's about what's happened in all of its lifespans. Now once, uh, boy, I'm so sorry, I sold it when I was poor and I just, and I can't find it since, but I used to have a, a beautiful art book. It was a, small press, small print of a, of a beautiful art book and the front up called, it was something like Zen art, but I, it wasn't that because I can't find it under that. So, but at any rate, and the cover 
of it had a picture of a monk at the front of a, of a Zen monk at the front of a line with a trail, like a kind of a ghostly trail of monk after monk after monk after monk after monk after monk after monk behind it. And this is, and we are the head monk. <laughs> Our experience right now is that of the head monk. But when we say our experience, we have to recognize, that, you know, if you take this look, I, I like science, I like looking at it because I find it very helpful for the mind. It's not that, because when we begin to lower what we're doing here away from being the, something in, entirely Okay, Cindy, gotcha. So the um, the mind gets more comfortable, and what the mind gets more comfortable with, it begins to allow things in, particularly when about things that it's not that that are new to it, because the the whole the whole default position here is no, <laughs> because I'm safe like I am. So no, thank you, but no, the uh, the reason that for those of you who've experienced the homecoming story in a private, well, actually in, in group awakening sessions too, for those of you who's gone, gone through the, the homecoming story, the reason that I use a story to convey that is that the ego, for whatever reason, will just let a story pass on through. I can sit there and announce at the beginning of the story. So this is like a mystical, powerful story, and it's going to change your life if you can really let go. And that, uh, and it won't matter. There, it'll just it'll go. Of you know, you're okay, sure. And you come in and you tell that story, and bam, it wake you know, and and that you conscious awakeness wakes up over there in that in that relative location. So you're not. So, so this, 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 this head monk with all the monks behind him, that's Joel. And so the default, the default conditioning there is enormous. It is unfathomable, the conditioning. Now, here's something else that I've learned this past week, which I'll share with you, which is that, and I already knew this because I have a, neuroscientist who is a student, but she didn't explain it to me quite as clearly as the scientist did, which is that the cerebral cortex, the front of the brain, it actually makes very few decisions. And I'm, I could explain this in mystical terms, and I do all the time. I'm just explaining it right now in another way because I've got a big group of people. I don't know what's going to reach who. It makes very few decisions is what they say. I say it makes no decisions whatsoever, but they say it makes a few. I, I'll live with that because it's easier for us to accept the fact, well, I've got this teeny little bit of free will. <laughs> Hang on to it as long as you're willing to suffer over it. So, <clears throat> but it is the, the, the amygdala, I believe is what they call it, which is this primal brain that's actually making almost all of the any units decisions because this thing doesn't it because there's such there's so much going on here you've seen it 
if you in, if you had that awakening moment of ah, oh, some of you did and some of you don't didn't, and but doesn't matter whether you did or didn't. But if you did, and I can also say if you've ever done a hallucinogenic drug like LSD or something like that, then you what you have seen is that there's a hell of a lot more going on here than meets the eye, and what the mind does is it filters out the bulk of reality to give us this little experience that we can actually deal with, right? But this thing is automatically bam, 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 making decisions that, uh, that, that never reach me. They're, in other words, it's the DNA. That's, it's that package that's making those decisions. And as a result of this, the way that it's now described is that we find out that we actually can't narrow when we when we that we can't that we that even from the scientific view, much less the mystical view, which apps to be identical, is that we cannot find. A cat, the character. We can find a Fred, a Fred Ness, which is this unit, has certain patterns. That's fine. We can find Fred Ness, but we can't find Fred. The scientists can find Fred Ness, but the funny thing is that Fred Ness doesn't stop at the boundary of this body. It goes on out forever because what they found out is, is that, as the ecologists say, we are part of the ecosystem. The ecosystem is is constantly. I mean, there's so much conditioning here. Can you imagine making the make, trying to make the thought about whether I should move my hands or not? I mean, if I had to stop to do that, it's just happening. I'm not making up my mind. I got no idea what my hands are going to do next. I really don't. They just do it, and then if and then there may be part of me that comes in behind and says, "Good decision." <laughs> you moved your hand like that. Excellent job. Do that some more. But if but. That's just, that's a post-event declaration because they can measure it. And I'm not saying there aren't differing opinions, but I'm saying there's a whole lot of very smart people, smarter than me, who declare that you can see the light come on in the amygdala, which is when it makes this a decision. And then right after that, one lights up up here that says, and the reason I'm doing this is... <laughs> begins to tell the story and begins to take ownership of that move movement. So this is what you're quote up against. So when we wake up, we don't wake up to all this scientific stuff that I've been talking about, not in scientific terms, but that's what we wake up to in the sense that, Awakening is seeing that there's no individual me. That there's no Fred here. You know, I, when prior, just prior to moments before my awakening, Fred was trying very hard to wake up Fred. And he was sitting in Fred's living room and Fred had a heap of problems and he was hoping that those problems were going to be neatly taken care of. And awakening occurred and one of the First things I noticed when I began to have collected thoughts was that I'll be damned. These problems are still here. The good news is they're Fred's. 
and I could see that this body, Fredness, actually does literally have its own intelligence. It's going to do what needs to be done. And we can, we can't see that, and, 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 and that reptilian brain, it can't surrender. It, it, it's not conscious, like, in that way. Surrendering comes when we tell ourselves the truth. This can be done here. That's the reason that I use, I use the mind to go be, in this teaching, we use the mind to go beyond the mind because we, we use this to become willing to tell, for it to tell itself the truth, which is that I'm not in charge, is that there's no Fred here. Only in the, within the recognition of that truth, we call that awakening. awakening. In the ex, in in the, in the in the in the process of clearing to that truth, in the process of coming to accept and embody that truth, we call that the the, the process of further process of awakening, or we can call it the movement to enlightenment, true enlightenment. Enlightenment is one of those words that I use in a real sloppy fashion, like most everybody else does, and I will continue to because it's just what happens here. But in truth, I think of awakening as being the event and and enlightenment as being the process, and that process is going on well before awakening. So if there's anyone in the room who's not yet awake, you are awakening, trust me, you don't not wind up in this room unless you are awakening. That's just, that's the law. <laughs> so, and, the, and telling ourselves the truth in the same way that, that when I was, Drinking, I knew that I was I couldn't I couldn't drink successfully for 20, 25 years. I knew that, and it was evident. I was losing wives and 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 credit and furniture and cars and everything else, businesses. It was evident I could not drink successfully, but I couldn't. But 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 I still continued to drink. That information was no good to me. <coughs> this is like you having the information that I just can't think my way. I couldn't drink my way through life successfully. And when I quit drinking, I noticed the truth for all of us, the underlying truth, which is that I can't think my way through life successfully either. But what actually, on the day that I quit drinking, the change in that pattern was that I could see, and for two decades, I could see I cannot drink successfully, but yet I kept on trying. The only thing that was freeing was the day that it came to me, I cannot drink successfully, and I can't quit trying to drink successfully. Oh, my God. And in that recognition of that powerlessness, when I recognize I'm screwed, the door opens to freedom. And the same thing happens for us, is when we recognize, <coughs> <coughs> I, can't, I can't think successfully, and I can't quit trying. I can't. I can't, I'm just, I'm powerless, but I can't quit trying to be powerful, whatever. And it's, so when this happens, it's within that moment that surrender occurs not by us, but to us. 
And when that happens, when we're beginning to become willing to notice that, Joel, your default positions are just that. They're default positions. And they are patterns that go back thousands of years, and they don't wake up right away. In, in the, in the, as, as, as Fredness rebuilt into the character of Fred in um, my post-awakening, and I've noticed it with others that I've worked with, as that rebuilt, um, then what, what happens is that there is, with the, with the rise of Fred, there is the lowering of clarity. Because what I wanted to have was an awake Fred, and you can't have one. Oh, you can you can have an awake, you can have a Fred, or you can have clarity. You can have an you can have a Fred, or you can have a conscious awakeness, but you can't have both at the same time. And what we're talking about is it's a trade-off here, because those patterns don't wake up. What if if we wanted to look at it from the scientific view, just for the just for the fun of it? Again, we're just trying to talk to the mind. Is that if we were to look at this part? At this, at the, 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 this part, the cerebral cortex, then, then, that's the part that wakes up. But that reptilian thing, it does not wake up. And what happens is, but, but now I am awake to its mechanisms. You see this? And what I strangely, what I become awake to is my own blindness. What I'm able to see is my own blindness. I'm able to, for the first time, to begin to be able to see the unskillful patterns in my life. But there's only a little bit of awakeness when I first wake up. In other words, there's, the, there's truth here but this is right fresh and this has been going on for a hundred thousand years this thing doesn't wake up so guess what my default position in life is it remains very much like it was at least at first in early awakening my behavior remains very similar to what it was before i woke up there were a few things that just fell away but you know, but the next day, if, if the, you know, if a cat got in my way, I was probably going to holler at it. I'm probably not going to holler at it now. Because that automatic conditioning takes over until it doesn't. And what can you do about that? You're already doing it, Joel. Which is, you can notice it. You can notice it in different ways. A lot of teachers like that thing where you notice awareness for, you know, about three to five seconds or something like that. And that's, a, that's perfectly valid. What I really am, because I've been just having such powerful success with it, is I'm going to recommend that for those of you who feel comfortable with it, I always offer a menu of practices. You want to select from the menu. When I offer you the menu, I don't mean, so order one of everything, right? I want you to, so you just order what's comfortable for you. But this, I did a video this week on shifting practice. 
I did a long one and a short one. I would advise you to look at both if you're interested, because that's a slightly different way, Joel, of noticing you can still do it very quickly. And I love your rubber band. The, and another way to think about that rubber band is that it's like the rubber band stretches out during the day, during your day and with Joelness. And when you stop and notice clarity, notice reality, notice the truth, it snaps back in and then it starts pulling back out. It snaps back in when you check on it. So this shifting practice is just this, is that what you are is prior to language as we discussed in, in our original meditation, prior to language. Do not give yourself the dubious benefit of language. Just suspend it. Boom. That. So look at, because when you, you, when you, when you can do it for 10 seconds or 10 minutes or however long you can do it, you'll be in and out for 10 minutes. You're not going to be able to sustain it. But that in and out's fine because it's actually, because the quantity of breakthroughs, quantity is more important than duration. So breaking through over and over and over again, breaking through 25 times a day for five seconds is a lot better than waking up for half an hour sustained. Because it's the, it, when I say that as if, you know, I'm using dream terminology to describe awakening in the dream. So, but it is that it's the re repetitive practice of coming to see the true nature uh, because I, I have a breakthrough have a breakthrough. The nice thing about coming here and doing this is that there's several things happening. You, we, we have a combined intention, which will lay, raise everybody's level of, a, of awakeness while they're here. There is, um, there's a tuning fork in each of you. There's a tuning fork here. That tuning fork will resonate naturally with this one and rise. And this one's resonating a little bit higher, higher, uh, vibrations, what a world, a world of metric frequency, then I can't want to say temperature. See, it is, then it, then most of you, it's just the nature of it. Most of that has to do with time in grade, how long we've been awake and how long we've been awake at each level of that increasing clarity, which makes no sense but which we experience anyway. Good God, I hope your answer was in there. Cindy, great, thank you, Joel. Cindy, please help me out here. Give me something new. Unmute yourself and lower your hand there, and then we'll talk. Good job, okay. thank you. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Okay, great. Um, I hope this is helpful, but it's what's going on with me right now, and that has to do with uh, some pieces are falling away, and I'm ah. feeling really wobbly and unstable with it. Yeah. Um, uh, and it happened with some inquiry through journaling, and I saw it as going way back to when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's people-pleasing. I think probably all of us do that in some form mm -hmm. or another. But I've built this whole me on it you know and and i've seen through it now and there's like there's this even before i realized it i i had stopped 
doing some people pleasing. And I thought, wow, this is so unlike me. Why am I not doing this anymore? <laughs> and then the inquiry happened. It was so weird how that like got turned around. But I guess, Fred, what I'm trying to get a little help with it with is um is it all gonna fall away like that before the re-embodiment happens or like I guess I'm looking about on what what to what do I expect or should I not expect or I'm just feeling really unstable. Okay. So let me further destabilize you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's why I'm here. (laughs) So Radical answer first, then we'll go to practical. And the radical answer, the, the, the universal answer to your question from the universal view is what I'm speaking of. There's the universal view and there's the re- relative view and the two never meet. And our, most of our confusion in, the non, in non-duality is when we're trying to take what we've seen from the universal view and apply it to the relative. And it doesn't work. And we're trying to take what's seen at the relative view and apply it to the universal. And that doesn't work. So what's the radical view is that there is, is what's happening is that within the dream, the Cindy character wants to know what next. See this? And it is that what nextness that's the tip off to the fact that I am having, that I am, I am undergoing an awakening process and I'm not embodying my highest awakeness right now because oh, consciousness or awakeness doesn't really care. I mean, there's no, there is no what next. There's only this. Let's try something right now. Let's do this. Let's do this practice I was talking about. Let's do this shifting practice together, Cindy, you and I. And y'all are, of course, course welcome to join us. So suspend all of the. What is Cindy? What is Cindy? Cindy is, you've seen this. Cindy is a collection, isn't that correct? Memories, thoughts, perceptions, all of this. There's no, we can't find a hard Cindy. Is that, is that, is that your experience? Yes. So there's no hard candy center there. So Cindy is really this, is the belief in all of these memories, projections, all of that. So when I say suspend Cindy, there is no Cindy to suspend but the sendiness that is the collection of those patterns, that's what we want to suspend. Because what you are is prior to language, way prior to Cindy. And when you, when you, conscious awakeness, become willing to suspend in any character, and you can do it in any character, anytime, particularly if there's been awakening experience there, Suspend that right now. Do it with me right now. Drop language. 
because language is not just what we talk to each other with, it's what we talk to ourselves with. Drop language, now look around the room. Now, do you actually know what you're looking at if you don't give yourself benefit of language? I don't either, see? This is that key. We go back to that, that I can report that I am, but I don't know what I am. I, I can certainly have a sense that this is not other than me, but I don't know what that is. See, Ram and I and I could get together and I know who I am in his sense, but I don't know what that is. I know who I am, but I don't know what that is. Notice, drop, drop sendiness, suspend your thoughts, look around. You can see for yourself, there's no next. In the absence of language, there's no time. Time doesn't occur to you, it occurs upon you or within you. Upon you is slightly more accurate, but within you is the term we usually use. Time is something that the Cindy character is experiencing. It's all part of the dream. The Cindy character can only exist because of what, what, what a volume and duration. So there's a within time and space. There's there's a, a certain volume and duration of an of an entity that we're of an apparent entity that we're naming. Cindy, but in the absence of, of thinking, in the absence of language, I also noticed that in the absence of language that I can't find a complaint. Just can't find one. Because in the absence of language, I can't find a Fred. Because in the absence of language, there is no world. World is a word. You are prior to that. Cindy and Fred are words. By the time we get to language, then what happens is that oneness, which is all that there is, will have had to invent a Cindy and invent a Fred. Then it's got to invent a world for them to inhabit and something for them, something for them to talk about. And once it's done all that, then it needs to invent language. So what I'm saying is that language, by the time we get to language, we're, we're deep in the dream. What's coming out of this mouth is coming out of this mouth within the dream. What's the, the words that are coming out are dream words being being talked but being being spoken by a dream character and they are words they cannot be true they can be very very skillful and very very sharp and that in and and, and they are both of those things and they can be coming they 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 can be inspired initiated in essence 
from beyond the dream, but it's coming through this character, it's coming through this conditioning, then it hits yours, and before it hits to me again over there, you got a room full of people and no, and, and no truth. Because everything's distorted. So what's falling apart is what's happening is that oneness is watching conditioning fall apart around it. Because when we wake up, what happens is that when we wake up, we wake up to this truth and there's, and there's really not anything even to talk about. It's just, and whether that's profound or subtle. And then there is a movement which is where, because it's seen from that awakened view that there's no one here. But the interesting thing is, it's been seen very clearly that there's no Fred here, but, but I've noticed that my chief challenge in um, post-awakening has been dealing with the one who isn't here. <laughs> in other words, I'm kind of, is dealing with Fredness, dealing with sendiness. When, when, there is, when there is this initial... <gasps> There's no question. That's, there's no question. Oh, this is it. This is true. I and mean, we, we're all involved. In, we're all in this room because for most of our lives or much of our lives or some of our lives, we have known there's something more to this than meets the eye. There's something more to this than meets the eye. And when we wake up, we find, oh, yes, there is more. And this is it. And we know there's absolute knowing this is true. That's why they call awakening self-confirming. It's only the, the, it, it, it's, it's the, what needs to get confirmation from a teacher, and I've had it from a couple, and it was a great blessing at the time. The, but to get confirmation of our awakening, by the time we get it, we don't actually need it. But it's real nice to have. <laughs> anyway. But immediately after that moment, here comes the conditioning. And then it feels like, well, what usually happens is our hand hits the doorknob. And we're, I can remember when I was awake for long periods of time in my living room. <laughs> But I couldn't get out of that room with any degree of awakeness because the conditioning, just like Joel's, overpowered it. And what's going to most likely overpower that? Exactly what Joel's reporting, emotions and patterns. Because the emotions are patterns. But it's that whole unconscious patternness that begins to, to re, not that it, it really just begins to reinstate itself. We use the word rebuild as if we tore it apart and we, we made it disappear. We didn't, we just, we just got it out of the room. <clears throat> Joyce or sandiness begins to reinstate itself immediately after awakening. But there's no Joyce, there's no Cindy. How could, so what's actually happening there? 
this seeing the mechanism of this is a great movement toward understanding it. In other words, being able to accept it. And what's happening there is that conditioning, even this is conditioning. This is conditioned spice, composite, this is conditioned spice. This disappears, when this leaves the planet, you'll find the same unconditioned space that it occurred in. So there's no Joyce or Cindy or Philip to be experiencing the conditioning or the loss of conditioning. It's actually happening to the only thing that is, which is you, oneness. And what's happening is that unconscious patterns, reflect, re re reflexive patterns, are arising, and these patterns are arising to oneness, and this, the next pattern that is, is the, is the unconscious pattern that says, yeah, that's right, which is because what rises is, you know, I, 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 I don't think I'm quite as, I mean, I know I woke up, but I'm not quite as clear as I was, yeah, that's right, and but I still, I still feel like I've almost got this thing. Yeah, that's right. The, that's a good thought. You know, that bears investigation. So we'll, we'll, let's, 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 let's revive some other thoughts to do this investigation. And then it's this. And what's happening is, is that our sense of, is that, our, is that, that knowing? Because uh, what we become awake to when we wake up, we notice that there's a knowing feeling. We can just notice that there's, th there's that sense of being an I am it. And that begins to get washed away, and it usually does. And, and one of the ways that it gets washed away most commonly is by complaint. Because, right? Because this little voice in the head, that's a constant complainer, isn't it? It's just, it, it, just, it always knows what's wrong, which is whatever's going on. <laughs> Because here's the here's the reflexive conditioning all of us have all of the time. This is that deep conditioning that you're not that doesn't just get washed away because because awakeness itself awakeness awakens. And and that's that it shouldn't ought to be like this. That's the movement. And you can you can you can dress it up any way you want, but it always comes down to it shouldn't ought to be like this. I know which is because and because I know what everybody should be doing, and furthermore, I notice they're not doing it. And I notice that I try to I try to retrain these units and get them to do in the right thing, and they won't behave. It is just it is just a, it's a nightmare. So it's not, it, it, what's actually happening on the radical level, but this is also a practical radicalness, is to notice that all of these thoughts are arising to oneness. 
And when you got this thing up here, the reflexive conditioning is that's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep, that's it. But what we notice is that if there's no Cindy, then there can't be a Cindy who's having these thoughts. There can't be a Cindy who's experiencing it all fall away. There is only oneness. And this reflexive conditioning is arising to oneness, but there's no Cindy. There's no ownership actually there. You can't find it. Try to find, go back. When that next thought arises, ask who's saying that? Who's making, who's saying that? Which is that it keep, pieces keep falling. And I'm not, I'm not saying that on a practical level that isn't occurring. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is occurring. What I'm trying to do is to show you them rather than say, yes, that's occurring and it'll get better and better, which is not very helpful is to go to the background and help you see the mechanism because when we see the, 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 the mechanisms of the dream, they cease to have the same impact. That's the truth. We got a better chance of clearing. So when, when in awakening sessions, what I do is I take people's attention and I move it through a track that has invented itself here back and forth. Do you see this? Yeah, do you see that? Yeah, do you see this? Yeah, do you see that? Do you see this? Do you see that? Yeah, 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 you agree with this? Go on. Yeah, do you agree with that? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then what happens is somewhere on that path, which I'm using attention and moving it here and moving it there, <clears throat> up, down, left, right, east, west, all of it. Somewhere in that, attention will notice itself. The eye of awareness, because we always say, you know, the eye can't see itself. And that's true. What's the eye? What's the eye of oneness? What is your eye, oneness? And I address myself to the Cindy unit. What's your eye? Isn't it your attention? Yes. And the attention is constantly looking out. But when it's looking out, it's in the dream. When it's looking in, it finds itself, which is because attention is focused awareness. And when attention begins to pay attention to attention, which it never does, you'll notice that. It's the one thing your attention never pays any attention to, is to itself. When we bring that in, we have a whole nother thing. When attention begins to recognize itself, when awareness becomes conscious of itself. Duh, conscious awareness. There we have it, right? You know, so it's because it's awareness becoming conscious of itself. The experience of one of these units, now to come back to talking in the same way that I did with Joel, to that practical level, to, when the experience of one of these, of the character of the experience of oneness through one of these units will be, oh my God, everything has <laughs> fallen apart. I used to, I used to know stuff. And now I'm getting aware I don't know anything. Because in the absence, and look at this, in the absence of language, what do you know? Zero. You could, other than the fact that you are, you know that. You know that you are, but if you, in the absence of language, 
you are just in the great unknowing. And the interesting thing is to notice that that great unknowing that seems so scary is another name for the great okayness. Because if we look at this, in the absence of language, there's no Fred. In the absence of language, I have to use language to even say that there's just this. And there's no Fred, there's no world. There's no, I don't know what this is. There's, I can see that there's something here, or there's, at least there's something appearing. That much I can see. But I don't know what it is. And in the absence of knowing who I am and what this is, what I notice is that in the absence of that knowing, there's no complaint. Because if I don't know what I am and I don't know what's going on here now, there is no possibility that I could know what should be going on. And in the absence of a story, which is what that voice in the head is, about what should be going on, I am left with what is going on. Another word that we, we shorten that down to, I'm left with, instead of what should be, I'm left with what is. Or what should be, I'm left with what is. And we can go beyond that, drop the what is, and and then drop the eye that's experiencing what is. And I've got a total loss of separation. And you can actually experience this just by taking a few seconds, try it for a few minutes if you want. It's the, see, I can't record this on, I mean, I can't, can't record me looking around in blank, blank. I mean, I could, but no one will watch it or listen to it. It's something that you, it's a practice that you need to do yourself. But when you do that, it throws you into the immediacy of your own being because there's only now. So there's only oneness as it is. And as it is right now, Oneness is perfectly content, but there is a Cindy character that's used to, used to having a firm grip that is now finding it has no grip at all, or very little. Or everything it grabs, it's like it just tears off. You know, I've got, I've got, I'm, 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 I'm okay for just a minute, and then that tears off, and I'm falling again. And then I grab something else, and oh, that's seen through, and I fall yet. And so, and the, and, and the, the, the thing with that is that that's actually a very joyful occasion because it's what we've been trying to do all these years. I want to wake up. I want to be clear. But when we start clearing, funny thing is, the first thing we know, we're afraid of it. So, because in this and this clearing process, where I keep things are falling away, and I'm just and I feel unstable. I feel unstable. I don't feel I don't uh, <laughs> and. But listen to this. Listen to the thought that's causing the fear, that's causing the discomfort. And I should be stable. (laughs) 
Is that true? No, it's just a thought. And you get to hold that thought just as long as you're willing to suffer over it. You know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even take that suffering away from you. And you may, I would be delighted for you to have you discover it through this talk, but I won't see to taking somebody's suffering away is you're taking away for most of us, not all of us, but for most of us, we're taking away the very entry position of the, the very entry into awakeness. Because most of us arrive here, not by the path of purity, but by the path of suffering. I had to suffer tremendously. I mean, look, less than 20 years ago, I was living in a park. I was a bum. I was a, a bum with, with just totally washed out human being. It's incredible. You can't get from there to here. <laughs> it can't happen, but it did. But that is, but I was, I just was such a believer in my own power and my own thinking because, listen, I mean, the fact that, that 10 years before I had been living in the suburbs, nice house, several cars, pretty wife, you know, yard man, house cleaner, da 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 da, but nice library, all of this. And you know how I got to, how I got from there to living in the bushes in a park where I was dying. I got there, the, the law wouldn't have let me make that jump all at once. They would have rescued me and taken me to a mental hospital until I cleared up. But I was tricked them. I didn't make that jump in one jump. I did it a little bit at a time. And it said, well, this is so, that's right. <laughs> well, this is a good idea. That's right. Here's the direction for you. That's right. And I listen to my thinking and I tell you something right now. And I've been awake going on 10 years and so to speak, dream language. And if I were to, if I were to start running this life by my thinking, I'd be right back in the park. I don't even think I need to drink. Although I'm sure if I began to operate on my, on my own thinking, I would just see what a good idea drinking would be for me. And see, the problem is, is that there's, is that even though I'm awake, the body did not wake up. These patterns did not wake up. This is an alcoholic body. And I can have all the clever thoughts I, I want. You know, I've had people tell me, you know, well, you can drink now and that you're awake. I mean, why don't you just go wait? I said, really? And I said, God Almighty, you are every alcoholic's godsend. You know, that's what, that's what they want to hear is that, yeah, now I can. But see, this is an alcoholic body. And they think just because I've got a new view that it's not, that alcohol is not going to affect the body. And it is. I can tell you what, I don't give a shit if they're right. I'm never, the only way I can find out is to risk everything I've got to see if they're right. I just rather conclude that they're wrong and not do it. Cause I don't play that dare game anymore, which is let me just roll the dice with the rest of my life. Mm -mm, no. So what I do is I don't pay attention to those thinking. It still arises. Crazy thinking still occurs here on a more regular basis than I would be happy to admit. But I don't have to believe it. And there's the power.
do I have to believe these crazy thoughts that are not even my thoughts? It's just thoughts arising, the dream thoughts arising in the dream, which is fine. We're talking about the dream, really. It's dream thoughts arising to oneness. And if I don't take delivery of those, if I don't claim them, which is, I think you should, I think you should buy robes and a funny hat. Thank you for sharing. Go back to sleep. Right? <laughs> I, think, I, th I think you, I'm pretty sure you can drink now that you're awake. Thank you for sharing. I'm not beating it back. I'm not trying to resist that thought. But because my nature is attention, if I play my attention on those thoughts, guess what? Whatever my attention, whatever I put my attention on will expand in my experience. If I put my attention on those thoughts, they're going to grow, which means that by necessity, the truth has got to shrink, which is the reason when you're doing something like what Joel said, is that it's a double, it's, 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 it's a one-two punch. Because what's happening is, see, it ain't, it, it is that awakeness is already present when it decides to notice itself. Because Joel would not even know that Joel was asleep. All Joel would know is that this is the way things are and I'm right. That's what Joel's know. <laughs> <laughs> So there's already awakeness present when it decides to make itself more consciously awake. And when it does that, when it penetrates to the truth, look what you've done. You've withdrawn attention from the dream, which is this is the way things are and I'm right. And you've also and, and the and the second half of that punch is that you've now focused it on truth, which is there's no there's no time, there's no Joel. There's no next. There's just this. And I'm not even using that language. I mean, I wouldn't be if I wasn't talking to you. And what do I know? You know, the, the some of you have heard this till you're sick of it, but I love to tell it. So get ready. The um, back in the day in Athens, someone went to the Oracle at Delphi and they said, Ask the oracle, is there anyone in Athens wiser than Socrates? And the answer came back, no, there's no one wiser, in, no one in Athens wiser than Socrates. And this person went back, they probably had some other questions because it was about a hundred mile drive <laughs> or a hundred mile walk. But they went back to Athens and they shared the news that there is that there was no one in Athens wiser than Socrates. And it's a, you know, 100,000 people, it got around real quick. And that news got back to Socrates. And when he heard it, he couldn't, he was just shocked. 
and listen to his response. It's important to listen and listen to the third person nature of his response. And this is reported as being true. I have no reason to doubt it. And Socrates said, Socrates is the wisest man in Athens. I mean, how can that be? Because Socrates doesn't know anything. And all of you know so much. And what he's saying is that in the absence of that knowing, I'm living in the great okayness. How's the weather? It's fine. You know, well, what's it look like? Oh, it's cold and rainy and, and um, you know, and the sky's overcast and there's icicles everywhere and there's things shivering and all this kind of stuff. It's great weather. Thanks. You know, because it's the weather. And if I decide, and I can report, well, it's terrible weather. God Almighty, it's cold, it's rainy, it's this, that, and the other. Things are shivering, things are dying. It's just, oh, my God. And I've not changed that experience one iota. But I've changed my experience of it. Now I'm suffering. So the weather sucks. Is that true? If I'm planning on going to picnic, and it rains, I might, you know, from a relative view, I can say the, the weather sucks if I'm willing to suffer for my belief because the weather is just neutral. The weather just is. It doesn't have a position. The, the, the picnicker thinks it's terrible. The farmer thinks it's, the great, it's an act of God. What's the difference? The view. The view, but the thing itself is neutral. Okay, Cindy, I don't know if I got there, but I, but I tried. The, uh, my friend Mike up there. There you are. Hey, lower your hand, please. There we go. Good job. How are you? Hi, good. Hi, Fred. Always, Hi, all. Always good to see you. Same here. Thank you. Um, I was going to go with the, the idea of tricks or maybe tools would be better, be better because it already occurred to me that uh, maybe that's the complainer already trying to call it a, a trick. And uh, maybe it's tools like you know, Joel's rubber band mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and um, Cindy's what, what's next, maybe turning that into a trick. Like I was thinking about that with my use of time, um, that instead of getting overwhelmed with so much of time or so, or so much of what's next, that it's okay to bring it into what seems manageable. Like, you know, even trying to share here, I have a, the conditioning pattern of I've got to rehearse what I want to say. I've got to keep track of what I've got to say. I've got to remember what I say. And I'm not even that good at that anymore. So, um, okay. So I can remember that all I have to do right now is remember to raise my hand, you know, and oh, is that, am I going to be interrupting you or Cindy if I do that? And <laughs> <laughs> all the possibilities, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he said, "I'm the the people pleaser, right?" I don't yeah, want to yeah, exactly. Feathers. <laughs> yeah, and that, and then there's so many patterns going on as well. Like it's okay. Well, so do I need to wonder about it as people pleasing, <laughs> or is it, or is it a or is it a question of managing time? <laughs> um, so okay, I'm just gonna raise my hand. Um, Notice that that's here's the real key there. Notice that that's what happened. Yes. So and uh, so like so even you, I mean. You are. A, is it okay to use you as a tool for me now? I notice that you do. I do, right? So the the. I guess it's going back to trying to be aware of of. Uh, okayness about it, like. Well, let's that, look at it from the radical view, right? Quick. How many of us are there? One. One or none. <laughs> so is it okay for you to use me? Yeah. <laughs> since yes, I yeah. exist and you don't either. So in other words, yeah. since there's just oneness, since there's just one of us, I would think that oneness utilizing oneness to, to maintain conscious oneness would be very, very skillful, and not everybody will do it. Yeah. So I guess specifically about time, I guess going off last from, from Sid, uh, Cindy, that it seems to be working for me to trick myself and to allow myself to what next just in a very short period of time. So, you know, if it occurs to me to what next is, okay, I'm just going to take a breath and allow myself to think that's what's next. <laughs> and it kind of satisf satisfies the what next a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of if it's what's next, like, Oh, you know, I've never had a career and, you know, is this, is this oneness practice going to finally work and get me a job where I can feel, you know, like comfortable around other people. And so then notice that, so notice please that it's Mike that has all these questions. Yeah. Oneness so, actually already has a job. <laughs> yeah. And I'm more and more comfortable with that. So, but I, I the, the, the voice that something's wrong is like, but I'm still what next thing with, you know, like I, I should put on a nice shirt, you know, for, for you guys, you know, and, uh, and then I want to blame myself for thinking that I, that I did that. You're going to think, here's another key. Wrong. This goes back to Cindy's question as well, which is there, the, 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 as long as there's identification with the significant identification with the body, there will be a sense of what next and you can in your idea of using the of, of truncating what next to short-term stuff that's skillful means that's a bridge it's perfectly perfectly fine the other thing is notice that we can still have goals long-term goals which is you know your short-term goal right now i mean your your short means you know your what next is that i notice i got to go to the bathroom so ultimately it don't make any difference what decision I make. It's going to happen. So, um, but I notice it's more skillful if I make an active, fear to make an active decision to go to the restaurant. So short term is, that's great. Use those short term things. But this doesn't, but being a awakeness doesn't pre preclude us from making goals. What the difference is, is that we don't want to, be, because they're going to be, they're going to, the, the dream goes on until it doesn't. And I noticed that, 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 that this unit, and for instance, 
would certainly encourage you to utilize it as a as a tool of awakening because that's how it makes its living. You get that? <laughs> so it still has to, in other words, it still has to make a living. It still has to to operate in the everyday world. I don't, you know, I don't live on a cloud. I live in Columbia, South Carolina, with, you know, which is like sound asleep. <laughs> and, but my, but I, but I know I can look at my calendar and I can tell you what I'll be doing next. I mean, you know, in, on, on a, any Thursday in, in May, I can look at it now and I, and and see that I'll that there's a like I have automatic people I meet every week, so there I've got that scheduled and I have every intention of meeting them in May. If I die, they'll do something else. If they die, I'll do something else. Um, in other words, and I'm not they're not going to be doing anything, and neither am I. So what I'm really saying is, is that that's the general direction that I'm moving in. But something else is, is may happen. I'm not married to the idea that I should be talking to Marsha on this Thursday in May. Just if it happens, great. If it doesn't, go ahead, Mike. So as far as goals, I want to jump in with. Lower uh... your hand, please. So with us being connected here and uh, stating it now for me and wondering about it for you all, you know, the goal of thinking of you guys, you know, like I try to look at faces and, and names a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not bodies. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to not reinforce, you know, from the mic end, but just want to have an intention of, of that goal uh, of using our connection of, of, of yes yes because that's the that's the that's coming from the practical view and the practical view is is, is the practical view is is always because there's going to be a sense of mike there there's no mike there but there's a sense of fred here now it's not very profound I don't, I don't put much stock in it, but there's certainly a sense of Fred here now. And there's, and as long as there's a sense of Fred here, I notice it gets thirsty, right? So, and I respond to that. I notice that there, so as long as there's a body here at all, there's going to be some identification. If I had come up behind Nizagadatta Maharaj and I had said, hey, Maharaj, he would have turned around, not because he thought he was that little man on the floor, but because from a practical level, that's what you do. He doesn't need to prove to me that he's in the, that he is in the eternal state by ignoring that, although he could do that. You never know what Maharaj was going to do. <laughs> but most likely, in most situations, he would turn around. Same thing that, that happens here is I, 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 when I, when I, my God, when I read comments about this, you know, which it's, it is very much, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's reading someone else's press that much. I can tell you, 
is not um, is not reading my press. So this, as long as there's that sense of mightness there, notice that art. So here's your general rule for this. For for all decisions, as long as there's someone there that feels like they're making a decision, then make the wisest, most compassionate decision that you're capable of making, and then don't look back. That doesn't mean that you can't change, that you can't take another direction the following day, completely different direction. But that's not looking back and saying, I shouldn't have done that because that unit is always doing exactly what it's supposed to do. I know where the mic unit's supposed to be right now. <laughs> it's supposed to be sitting in that chair listening to me. How do I know? Because that's what's happening. So if, to, if, if today you decide I'm going to put a rubber band on my hand and, I'm gonna, and that's going to remind me, and, and 25 times a day I'm going to notice the, the truth, however, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to notice the truth for five or 10 or seconds or whatever it is you decide to do, bully for you. The, and if tomorrow you forget the rubber band, oh, I should have remembered the rubber band. No, you shouldn't have <laughs> because you didn't remember it. So now I'm thinking that I projected that I'm letting, and now, and because notice this, is that, I'm, is that I notice I consistently let myself down. <laughs> Because I'm just, you know, I mean, I just should be so much better. And God Almighty, I've got this double whammy, right? You're a spiritual teacher, man. What are you doing looking at her, right? I mean, you're supposed to be an awake being and a spiritual teacher. It's not, I know, but God, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, Betsy and I went out to dinner, and there was, uh, we, we, but it was just a little local place that we go. It's pizza, and, and it's a sports bar, and, and um and so we, and just before we sat down, she saw me looking. She didn't see anything but me. And she could just see me looking like this. And she said, I'll show her again in a minute. Sit down. <laughs> she knew that's what this unit's doing. That's that uh, unconscious pattern. And I'm not going to get over that right away. Now, Sex and food in particular, very tough. Sex is the survival of the species, and I mean, and, and food is the survival of the individual unit. It's hard to control those things, you know. Actually, it's impossible to control them. All you can do is begin to play your attention on them. That's what the, the reason that diets work when they work is simply because the unit's attention has been brought to this. And then when the and then when the attention goes, I really want a sandwich. The diet is broken because my attention has now been focused on the sandwich. I've drawn my attention away from one thing and put it on another. So what I've drawn it away from is now diminished, and what I'm putting it on is now enlarged. And so when I'm doing the 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 the, the, the many times a day thing like Joel, that's great. I am. Putting, withdrawing attention from the dream and focusing it on the truth. One, two, punch. Bam, bam. Who has a question? Oh, let me say, let me, let me, let me do this. 
Does anyone who's on the phone have a question? No. Okay. So I can all, you know, I can always just talk. <laughs> but I find it so much more entertaining to answer questions. Uh, Ramesh, is that you? Are you sort of raising your hand? You have to unmute yourself so that I can hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. How are you? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, good. So it was the question that I sent you on the mail. Oh, yes. Yes. Repeat. Give us the general gist of that. I remember I told you to bring it to meeting. Thank God I asked you. Go ahead. Yeah. Let, let me just um, grab that mail. Yeah. I'll pop out as well because I okay. So, okay. yeah, I found it. Yes. Okay. One so can I read it? Yes, please. Okay. There's only the one thing that is unfolding and it does so according to natural laws because there's only one thing going on and everything is re related and connected and being a closed system must follow order when seen from duality point of view. We can verify this from our direct experience. Uh, there is no personal will as there is no person, but there is the experience as if a person or doer doing deeds, whereas all there is, is the doing. This too, we can experience directly. Who then is making that conscious decision to change their beliefs and definitions so that they can experience emotions and feelings as per their preferences or who is it that we are recommending to let life unfold and get out of the way? Is this also not a part of the grand deception? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. So let's go to the radical view first. It's part of the grand, grand deception. There's only one thing that any of this whole meeting is nonsense. And we, what we're talking about here, we've been mad. It is, it's, it's point, the whole thing is pointless. Da, 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 da. There you have it. It's part of the great deception. There's, there's no one there to, to, to notice itself during the day and all this kind of thing. There's no one there. Someone's phone is ringing. If they'll please mute themselves. Okay. Ramesh, mute yourself, please. Cause that's, Phone is apparently at your house. Yeah. I'll give him just a moment. It's just going on, Fred. I got yes, I get it. I get it. And that's exactly right. Yeah. So, but what happens is, is you want you, I want you to notice that it is part of the grand deception and that's the radical view. That's the, the, that's the, it's not the non-dual view. It's the absolute view because that's, and, 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 and notice that the absolute view may be absolutely true, but notice that it's not particularly useful. Yep. Hence the reason I'm answering questions in two ways. 
because that radical view that there's no one here, <coughs> there's nothing to do, there's no one to do it, and all of that, heck, from, a, from the universal view, that's, that's true. But it's not useful. It's in, where, now, it is useful in one area. It's useful in waking people up. It's a great strategy for waking people up, is to throw them against the wall over and over and over again. Which is what, so, and the way I can do that is when, when Cindy says that, says that, you know, golly, I seem to be unstable, I can just stop and say, who's that? Who's unstable? And it'll, they'll, and, and, and be recognized, she can't, you know, she'll search and there's no Cindy there. And, and, and it will be useful in its own way as far as building up these insights where she sees there's no Cindy. She's hit the wall. And then she says, but, you know, but what about this? Who's saying that, right? There's only, you know, and it's a, when I, what I is that? That's a radical view. And it's not a bad strategy, really. A lot of teachers employ it. It's not a bad strategy for helping people wake up. If it worked more often than it does, I might employ it. But it doesn't. But I notice it's not really all that effective. It's, it's got its. But it's more effective than many other strategies. So it's, we need it. We there are people that can only hear it that way. We know because that's how they're hearing it. So it's not a matter of this teaching is better or that, I, or, or it's different because it's different because it, different people got to hear it in different ways. The the practical side of what you're doing there is what I've answered already, which is the fact that so long as it feels like there's someone there that can bring themselves to greater clarity by doing so and so, employ it. When it gets to where there's no sense whatsoever of a body there, then I'll come over to Georgia and go to your funeral. <laughs> because the body will have lost its ability to care for the biology, will have lost the ability to care for itself. Because it'll be just like, well, I'm so thirsty and I just can't get enough. And I just, and I've been drinking, I've been drinking from this cup all morning. And yet I'm just still thirsty and there's water running down my shoulder, right? Because I'm, there's not enough identification here to get the cup to my mouth. That's what I'm saying. We, we want to re get rid of conditioning. You know, well, actually we don't, we just want to see through it. That's all we, you know, and when we see through conditioning, Unskillful patterns are brought to the light of consciousness, brought, brought to the light of awareness, and that unconscious pattern will begin to change. So it is a, so, so the philosophy, so another way, another way to look at this when I talk about the radical and the practical, is that in the philosophy, yes, there's no doer, it's all part of the great deception, but who's experiencing it? That's what I want to know. I just want to know who's experiencing this great deception. If there's, if there's no Ramesh and there's no Fred, 
and it can't be Ramesh and Fred that are experiencing it. It's oneness itself that's having an experience of a Ramesh and a Fred. See, the, the first, our first inclination as we begin to awaken is that, oh my God, I've been dreaming. It's incredible. I've been dreaming like crazy. It starts right here, <laughs> right here at the edges of my face. And the dream goes out just like that, in all, conically in all directions. But when we actually awaken, and this can be this can be lost in until it's not. It can be lost again. But when we actually awaken, then what we see is that the the camera of reality, the camera or the the the, the camera of the dream, the camera that's 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 is not here. Where because there's, there's always that sense that I'm dreaming. Fred's dreaming. Yeah, God is nothing but oneness except for Fred. Right? I'm, I'm the one thing that's outside of oneness. Can't be. There's oneness or there's not. The camera, and this can happen where you can see it visually, which I have done, which I, where you can, and you've, you've heard about it a million times. People say, I'm above my body, behind my body, whatever. The, but it's seen that, that the dream is... 360 degrees and that this is just another object in the dream so the from the philosophy of non-duality then there is no doer but when we say there's just doing how accurate is that that's, that's even that is in the dream. We say, this is where, and I know who says, says those things, some very, very skillful teachers, and I will say it too. And I'll mean the same thing they meant when they said it, which is that it's just says all, it's all, all just happening. That's what they mean. So this is not orchestrated by me, it's just happening. Or it's not orchestrated by anybody, it's just happening. That's what they mean, there's just the doing, there's no one there to do it. But I don't even know if this doing is happening. From the standpoint of nonness, it's not even happening. So there's not even any doing. It's important to see this truth because the impact of recognizing, well, my God, the great deception is non-duality, the, 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 the non-duality that we're studying here and, and learning to, to embody and, and live, even that's occurring within the dream. It's all. It's staggering. The mind cannot get itself around it. So, on a more practical level, is we, because there's the experience of a Ramesh, there's experience, there's the, there is still, oneness is still experiencing that biology. And there's some some subtle identification there, or the night the fork can't get to the mouth. So as long as that exists, then we don't. Then the philosophy, if we try to live by the philosophy of non-duality, then I always suggest that that's like putting on a concrete overcoat, because it's just I can't move. I'm trapped. Right. 
because I can't decide, because I need to I need to go to the store, but there's no one to go. Right? <laughs> what am I gonna do? I mean, and there's no one to need to go to the store. So I mean and and there's, and, and, and I want to and this is the philosophy. Is it, it the, the philosophy following the philosophy of non-duality will have you living in nonsense. Living the truth of yourself, living the truth that the teaching of non-duality is pointing toward, that's freedom. The freedom is not in the philosophy. And those of us who have had a lot of exposure, and there's not anybody in this room who's not very, very smart. Dumb people don't call me. Just, they're not attracted to this. And these big minds, these big brains, they want to know what is the secret handshake to this awakening deal. I want to know, says What has to be seen is that the, that big brain is never going to figure this out. I can't figure it out. I've no, I found out also that I don't need to. I don't even try to figure it out. But when I talk, when I talk about things that seem like, well, how the hell does he know that? That's just stuff that that's been seen. I'm not putting. When I hear the, well, like when I heard this guy, this 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 scientist speak this week. And about some of the things that we talked about here, it was just like ding, 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 ding. So he's talking about the same thing I'm talking about, but he's exactly, but he's using a different language. So what I so what I did was I, I translated from mysticism into science what what he was talking about, and I can turn it the other way too. But it was already seen. I didn't hear about this and then come to, and then it's not like that. It's, it's seen. It's known. These are these insights you'll notice that occur. Big insights we call awakenings. I had one that the big insight I've told some of you about, what, three, three weeks ago, four weeks ago on a Sunday. And it was just, oh. but I didn't see more deeply into the truth. I saw more deeply into the dream which is the same thing as seeing more deeply into the truth. Because when I, when I see what's not true, then I'm not, no longer confused by it. Thus clarity arises. That's the end of our session. Great. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Robin. Great to see everybody again today. I hope we can make this something of a tradition. We'll do this again in two weeks. I'll announce it on the website. Next week I'm on staycation. Um, and I do, I, I really do love you all. Thanks, Fred. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you, Ramesh. Okay.